0: Married for 21, together for 30. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast. I'm trying to get some new technology here today, folks, so bear with me. Always trying something new, trying to bring you guys better quality. Um, sorry, I can only bring you so much from my end as far as quality. But yeah, I started off this podcast talking about 21 years married, uh, 30 years being together and that's what we're going to get into. I'm going to touch on something, on a a topic I don't normally touch on. Um, It's been brought up to me a couple of times, and actually most recently, like today. Um, So somebody that, um, you know, I care a lot about, uh, a good buddy of mine. And, yeah, I just wanted to bring to you guys some insights that I shared with him. Uh, And I'm going to bring those insights to you guys. I'm going to give you some of the insights of, Some of the things that I'm going to share openly, um, that I don't think I've been, I've done the best at some things that I've made changes to. And, uh, some of the, I'd say the top three to five, let's start with that tips on what has allowed my beautiful wife, Jennifer and I to have a great life together, um, through lots of trials and tribulations. So that's what we're talking about today on, on the No Bullshit Podcast for Contract Contractors. Okay, let's get into it. So, you know, I get uh, I get asked through a lot of buddies uh, of mine, and obviously meeting a lot of people, a lot of contractors out there. Uh, a lot of the people that we work with are, are husband and wife um, businesses or, or family businesses, And uh, I get asked, like, how the heck have you done it? Well, first of all, they typically ask, hey, man, how long have you guys been married? You know, or how long long have you been married, Andrew? I'm like, "Ah." I think 19 years, 18 years, by the way. I just text Jen to make sure that I got these numbers right. See, I'm being straight up with you. No bullshit. Uh, Jen said to me, she goes, good thing you're cute. So, yeah, so been together for 21 years. Uh, sorry, been together for 30 years. See, I got that wrong. And uh, married for 21. And I get often asked, like, what are some of the tips, Andrew? What are some of the tricks? What are some of the things that you would suggest? Um, and uh, sometimes th- this comes up because I got buddies that, uh, or people I know that are going through tough times or, or they're, they're being challenged uh, with their relationship. I'm drinking this naked pursuance oh that's the french sign green machine good stuff here okay so look i'm not going to say i'm a dr phil i'm not going to say that i'm some expert at this um but i'm just going to give you the the real deal uh some of the things that come to mind for me today this is going to be a short podcast uh, i'm going to wrap this baby up in like 10 minutes so maybe i'll revisit it if you guys want to uh, get some insights um Uh, more on this front, then I can do that as well. So I think one of the biggest things uh, when I look back is resiliency. I said this to my buddy, and it's just going to probably come off really bad. But it's the first thing that came to to my mind uh, when I was talking to him. And uh, I'll share it with you guys. Resiliency. So part of my personality profile, part of what drives me is I love to be challenged. Okay. As much as I might complain about it, as much as, you know, I might whine or, you know, get bothered by doing things that might be challenging, you know, um, in nature, maybe it takes too, I'm thinking it's too long to solve a problem or what have you. But being challenged, I think, as entrepreneurs, that's one of the things that drives us, right? And, you know, our resiliency to constantly want to do things, as much as we might say, oh, we want things to be easier, even when things do, even with our clients where we turn things around, it could be a short period of time, could be a couple of months, could be six months where they're making more profits, they've got more freedom, they got more time with their family. It's only a matter of time, and They want to be challenged, so they start taking on new projects. They start, you know, um, wanting to expand the business. They, they, you know, they want to, um, you know, try, you know, something different, learn something different, whatever it is, but they're constantly challenging themselves, right? It's like part of our DNA. So what the hell does this have anything to do with, you know, my marriage and, and my relationship with my beautiful wife, Jennifer, and my two beautiful children, Michael and Maddie? Is I love to be challenged, and you know we went through a tough time, Jen and I. And I'd highly advise for anybody listening in that, you know, if you're struggling with things, as a as um, as a relationship, as a, as partners, definitely go out and seek professional help. Uh, Jen and I got lots of professional help individually, um, couples therapy, all that kind of stuff. Um, and by the way, I grew up in a world where that was not really supported, right? That was that was looked upon as being weak. And look, I get it. I'm not I'm not going to look down on my parents um, who didn't really support that uh, when I was growing up, especially my father, because that, that was part of who they were as far as immigrants and, and coming over here is they had to be tough. They had to be resilient. They had to not show emotion. At least that's how they thought they had to be. Um, and, you know, I'm going to take their word for it. So uh, I like being challenged. And you know, when I've been faced with situations with, you know, Jennifer and I dealing with different challenges, I think recognizing that I'm okay with being challenged means that I know that I can be resilient enough to get through it. Uh, so I think that's that's one key principle is is, is to understand as entrepreneurs, um, for all you guys listening in and gals that you know, you have a gift of resiliency, right? You can't be an entrepreneur without being resilient. And that goes hand in hand with taking on challenges. So when I look at our marriage, you know, I look at it like a challenge, okay? Um, And I'm like, bring it on, man. Like, seriously, bring it on. That doesn't mean that it's easy all the time, but instead of looking at it and like, thinking, oh, I'm going to quit, I'm going to give up, oh, this isn't working out for me, oh, you know, Jen's not the same woman. I could be saying, hey, Jen's not the same woman that I met, you know, when we first got together. Well, fuck, hell not. I hope not. I mean, first of all, you know, we weren't, we weren't you know, officially married or together, and I w- that wouldn't have mattered if we had gotten married or not. I remember when we were first together, um, it took nine years before I proposed to Jen, because I was, I was again, I, I don't know, I guess I like the challenge. Everybody wanted us to get married, and I was like, screw that. I'm going to do something different, right? I'm not going to do what everybody else says. But it was when she said, hey, I'd like my grandmother to see me get married. I was like, that's it. You know, we got engaged, and, and things went on. But being challenged, accepting challenge, being resilient, knowing that if you're willing to work on something together that you're going to get through it is a huge part of it so that's number one principle a couple more principles i said i'd give you three to five so let's get going quick on this i think the second thing is is to recognize that you're not meant to be the person that you are today okay and neither is your partner uh it does come back to challenge but again this is this is first of all recognizing that you have to evolve uh Times are changing. You know, look look, look at this COVID thing. Whether you, or not you got a partner or not, I mean, just the COVID thing has changed how people see the world and how the world sees us and, and everything, right? Who knows where it's going to go? But when you look at yourself, be willing to evolve. Uh, I use, I think the best example, and I think a lot of you fathers out there and, and, and mothers out there can relate, is as much as somebody wants to understand and, and say to you, oh man, I know, uh, you know, that don't have kids. Okay. This is where, you know, where I'm going with this, that they're like, oh yeah, I get it. You know, it must be really tough getting up in the middle of the night. You, you, you know, I used to say that to people, oh man, it must be tough. I had no idea until I, until I became a father and until Jen became a mother, right. That, that, what that, what did that actually mean? But we, I think, I, you know, willing to adapt and be open for change and, and being put that pride aside for, you know, to, to be open to change at the, and this is the key, be open to change and be willing to change at the rate at which the change is needed. I'll say it again, be willing to change, but be willing to change at the rate that the change is needed. You know, when you when I became a father, I couldn't say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna like I'm gonna start wanting to change into becoming this father in a year from now or two years." No, man, it was like becoming a father actually was before actually the kids came into this world, right? It, it was you know during the pregnancy, even before the pregnancy, like talking about it, like that's change. Uh, and I've dropped the ball, man. I've I've screwed up. I still screw up, screw up, and we still get in arguments from time to time. Um, My grandfather used to say to me, he says, a good Irish marriage is a marriage where there's always a good fight every once in a while, that you learn from it, that you appreciate each other for it, and that, you know, a good argument, a good scrap every once in a while means that it's real. And I think that's true, okay? That's, That's at least how I look at things. Not to hold grudges and what have you, but be willing to um, be willing to adapt to your situation and be willing to become that person that you need to be. And that might be having to do things that you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. Well, suck it up, man. You know, again, uh, you have to be willing to adapt and become that person that you're meant to be at the rate that you need to be. So whatever that is for you. So, So number one is... You know uh love a challenge number two is change at the rate of change um based upon the speed that is needed okay waiting and waiting and waiting you know puts the other person in a bad situation you know where they're waiting for you to be that husband waiting for you to be that father waiting for you to be that partner well that's not they're not going to wait forever right so Third thing, and it's one of the most important things, is you got to reflect on yourself. you got to reflect on some of the things that you're doing, you know, some of the things that you've done right, some of the things that um, you might not, not have recognized for yourself, and some of the things that your partner has been doing that you might not be recognizing. It t- that takes energy. That takes effort. Um, I think you know, that's, that's huge, right? If you can't recognize and love yourself for the things that you've been doing, um, things that you've been adapting to that, you know, that w- what you've been willing to put up with, um, whatever those things are, y- you can't expect other people to recognize it, right? Recognize it for yourself. It's not being selfish. It's, 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 it's looking upon who you are and, and appreciating who you are. Again, I'm going to wrap this up in a couple minutes. Um, and, and just as important is recognizing that other person and, and what they've done, you know, for you, for your, for the kids, like, Jennifer does so much for me and for the kids. Uh, honestly, if I was to compare, you know, people say it's equal. Bullshit, it's equal. Jen does way more. Jen, if you're listening in on this, Jen does way more um, than what I do. Yes, I've heavily put in time into this business. Yes, I've done a lot of things. Okay, so I'm recognizing that. But when it comes to our children, when it comes to on the family side, coordinating things, being the quarterback making sure the kids are being picked up on time, like all that kind of stuff. Like she's just resilient in reminding me and, and, and staying on top of those types of things. It, it's unbelievable. Um, and I, and I need to consistently, uh, try and recognize that more and more. So there's, there's a, there's three. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a, a fourth, maybe a quick fifth. Number four, you've got to change your habits. You know, there was a phase with uh, with the kids and and Jennifer and I. My daughter's 18, Michael 16. But there was a phase just in the last like few years where everybody was just so busy. We didn't even we weren't taking the, in my opinion, the right amount of time to sit down and have a dinner together, um, and Jen's opinion as well. And we were just letting that go and let, letting that go. Well, I tell you what, I never forget how strict my mom was. God love you, mom. Uh, And my dad, you know, enforced it quite hard, (laughs) physically, verbally, um, that we had to be home for dinner. Like, we had to have a family dinner. Uh, Sunday dinner was super, super important. And those conversations that happened and happened at the dinner table with my parents were really important. Uh, They were foundational. You know, they they really made me... uh, I understand that my mom and my dad, you know, were interested in how my week went or how my day went and, and vice versa, you know, what's going on in everybody else's world. Like we actually were able to be a family in that moment. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of families, again, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just saying, at least for me on my end, um, we, we, we started slacking on that. Um, and, you know, once we started enforcing it, it's amazing the communication that happened amongst all of us. Uh, as a, as a family, as a family unit sitting down for dinner. So that's just an example of creating habits, habits that, you know, have really enforced and really helped Jennifer and I on a weekly, you know, times four, five, six times a week with the kids get on the same page, make sure everybody's, you know, being held accountable, doing the things that we got to do and, and, you know, appreciating each other, you know, um, we do little tiny rituals like, hey, so what was like one thing that you learned today that you didn't know? Or, you know, something funny or, you know, whatever. But we have a bit of a ritual. Um, I like the word ritual, rich you all, right? I mean, if we have rituals, then we are rich, all of us, right? I like that. Uh, so having great rituals is super, super important. And I guess my last one is take action. Be intentional today. Don't think that, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this thing, whatever that is, or do something different for the next 30 days. Like just, you know, start small. Like what's one thing that you could do today that's going to allow you to show your love to your partner, to the one that you love. And, and I love being crazy. You know, I think Jen's the only one that could put up with my craziness, but I like being crazy. I like doing things that are off the wall that you would never think that I would do. Uh, that could be, you know, going getting your car washed. You know, surprising her; she thinks it's been stolen, or I don't know that kind of stuff. Um, and the list goes on. But make it exciting. Be intentional. Have a great life. Uh, hopefully, this helps some of you guys and gals. Um, it's not complicated. You know, I think it's just consistent work and hard work. You're already a hardworking person if you're an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, man, woman, or what have you listening in on this. Hopefully this was a good podcast, a little bit uh, mask off under the hood. And, uh, you know, remember your business is only a vehicle that feeds your freedom, right? And understand that the reason you're in business primarily is they have a great life. And that means with your partner and the ones around you that you love. So make that happen, make it a priority and start with the small things. A lot of great things that are going to improve your marriage and your life, you know, for for, till the end of days are things that don't cost anything, but just being intentional and showing how much you love for somebody. I love Stephen Covey. I'll leave it off with this. He says, love is a verb. I think he said a verb and a noun. I'm not the best with English, but it's a verb and a noun, right? It's, It's an action and it's an emotion, right? To love is, is you can start loving somebody better today or in the next like minutes after this podcast, and take action on it and you can emotionally feel it as well so make that happen see you guys on the flip side this is Andrew Houston from Profit for Contractors the no bullshit podcast for contractors and we'll see you guys on the flip side later